0: Here you go. Yeah. Pennant. Nothing personal word of the day. It is October 24th, 2023. It's a Tuesday. The Rangers have won the pennant. I'm getting right to the game 7. My two favorite words in sports are game 7. You get excited all day when you're the home team and you're hosting the game seven you the clubhouse is getting ready there's champagne they've got goggles and plastic the trophy is in the house the american league trophy the pennant winning trophy you know that you're moments away from going to the world series and having your staff at the all-star game next year you have a chance to get the ring that everyone wants you can't really Wait to get to the ballpark on a game seven. So when you're on the road, we were on the road 20 years ago yesterday, Coca, winning a game seven. We had the buses go to Wrigley. Actually, we had earlier buses than usual for players who just wanted to be at Wrigley at, in the atmosphere of a game seven where the winner wins, <clears throat> wins the pennant. So everything is different in a sport where routine is everything. But game seven, you try to keep a routine, but you can't. You can't avoid it. You can't avoid the avoid the anticipation. Texas Rangers and Houston Astros played a game seven. And the worst part about baseball, although I could argue this football too, but not basketball. In a basketball game seven, when you go down by 12 or 15 points in the first quarter, you know you have a run in you. You know that There's a chance it'll be the Dallas Mavericks Phoenix Suns game seven situation where you're going to lose at home by 80 points, but likely you're going to have a run and being the home team matters. In baseball, when you give up runs as the home team in the top of the first, it's devastating. Christian Javier, the pitcher for the Astros, the presumptive ace for the Astros, at least the way he was pitching, the one who caused me to tell you the Astros were going to finally break through and win a damn home game, be the first team to win a home game in this series. He's the perfect guy to do it. Max Scherzer is old, rusty, ineffective. This is about the Astros defending their title, winning another one for Dusty Baker. Everything was coming up Astros. And before you have a chance To take a bite of your hot dog, when you give up three runs and your starting pitcher is out of the game after one-third of an inning, you're despondent beyond repair. Now, of course, you're saying to yourself, after Texas scores three runs in the top first, we're good, we're fine. We have 27 outs. We're going to score more than three runs. Let's just hold them. Except the Texas Rangers would not be held as the number one offensive team. They put up four runs in an inning the way most teams put up a single run once in a while. And they've got people on their team, let's talk about Adolis Garcia, a guy you may never have heard of until this series. And now people have heard of him because he's the one who got hit by a pitch by Brian Abreu and started a benches-clearing brouhaha. Inside baseball, you may have known him as a breakout offensive superstar this year. And then you'd be wrong because of the breakout he had last year. And then you'd be wrong because of the breakout he had the year before. This is the end of his third year of being an offensive star. But when your team loses 100 games or 94 games as it did last year, no one really cares because no one's really watching and it's Texas. But now they are. What Garcia did during this series is historic. He had two home runs yesterday in game seven. In the first inning, he dented the outfield wall after Corey Seager hit one 850 feet. Drove in two runs with a single Garcia did. And all in all, you're talking about a player who had 15 runs batted in in the American League Championship Series. Guess what? Never happened before. That's the most ever. Garcia's hit home runs in four straight games. He got an RBI in six straight games. Do you know how? Who's done that before since 1920 in a postseason series? Wait for it. Nobody. He had five home runs in the LCS. Five. You know how many people have done that? One other. Since this postseason started with Texas, do you remember what how Texas started this postseason? And I gave them zero chance of being where they are, and it shows you what I know. And it shows you that we got it wrong. I will give props to Derek Jeter who picked the Rangers in seven. I had the Astros in six, and that wait to see was blown away. Had a chance for it two days ago, but lost it. Do you know that Garcia has 20 runs batted in this entire postseason? Guess what? That's a franchise record. And do you know that no players ever had 20 runs batted in prior to the World Series starting? Now, of course, that's a funny stat because there were decades when it was just make the playoffs and you're in the World Series. But that said, have some perspective for the greatness that you are witnessing, the offensive greatness. We're spending the whole time talking about Schwarber and Harper. Garcia has been the best offensive player of anyone in the playoffs. And I should have known about trends. Trends matter in baseball. Trends matter in betting. This segment brought to you, not by anybody, but maybe DraftKings. The trend is your friend. And yet I went and picked the Astros out of absolute hubris because they were my pre-series pick. What trends am I talking about? Don't many Game 7's Bruce Bochy's lost? None. How many Game 7s Dusty Bakers won? None. Do you know how many times the home team won a game in this series? None. Every trend pointed to the Texas Rangers winning the game. Every one of them. And I turn my head thinking the way we all do when we don't like what the trend says is we say, this is the time the trend ends. This is the moment. But nope, it wasn't. So we had an American League championship series that baseball desperately needed. I would argue they wanted Houston to win because they're more, they're villains, more people would pay attention. But for people who don't watch baseball until the World Series, they're gonna be introduced to a team that is coming off two terrible years, spent a ton of money, they're the union darlings. This past season, they spent like $250 bucks signing pitchers. Remember Andrew Heaney they signed? Remember who's not pitching for them, who got like 165 or $80 million? Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom is getting a ring. It's a pennant ring, but it's a start. He's going to the World Series. Hasn't pitched. Tommy John. Two years ago, the Texas Rangers signed Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon gave them about half a billion dollars total. So this is not the case of a mid-market team or a small revenue team. This is a case of a team who has spent money like drunken sailors, and it is now paying off. And the reason it's paying off is not the half a billion dollars of free agent signings; It's a player who is basically non-tendered. So for everyone who thinks, my team has to do the big free agent. We gotta bring Judge back. We can't lose Judge. Guess how Garcia got to the Texas Rangers, if you've never heard of him or don't remember? Well, they did a trade with the St. Louis Cardinals. It was one of my favorite trades. It's the cash consideration type trade. That's the one where you give a dollar. The Texas Rangers gave the Cardinals a dollar And they got this 26-year-old. That's an old guy in baseball. He had 17 major league at-bats when he was traded to the Rangers back in 19. And he was 26. The odds of him becoming anything, small. People are now blaming the Cardinals, and you're seeing it on Twitter. Yeah, I'm going to give the Cardinals front office some love. They traded Randy Arazzarena, and they traded Aroldis Garcia two league championship MVPs in the past three years. What a bunch of morons in St. Louis. Don't clip that, Coca, because I'm being sarcastic. I want you to go to your favorite team and then go to every other team in baseball. Go down the list of players who were given away by a team and then became stars with another team. Every team has the example. It used to, side note, Coca, it used to make me insane when I was accused, hey, you're the farm system for every team. You don't sign any of your players. The Marlins develop players and then trade them away. Nobody else does that. And I would have my baseball people every year give me a list which I would carry around of every team and the players who they had, who they got rid of, who became stars elsewhere. It's part of the game. You think the St. Louis Cardinals or anyone in their right mind would have traded Garcia if they knew that four years later it'd be the LCS MVP? Give me a break and I'll do one better. In spring training of 2021, post-COVID, just two years ago, spring training, Aroldis Garcia got designated for assignment. That means he was released by the Rangers. And when you're designated, you pass through waivers. Guess who had a chance to sign Garcia? Your team. All 29 of them could have signed him. And they all said, eh, 27 years old? No thank you. Guess what? He is now in line. He's making the minimum this year. He's arbitration eligible for the first time in his career next season. At 30 years old, over the hill for a first time arbitration eligible player. But guess what his first year ARB number is going to be? As a matter of fact, Coca, can we change something, if you don't mind? I'm sorry, I should have said this to you. An official wait to see. When I tell you something's going to happen, and if it does, we'll revisit it. If it doesn't, I promise I will too. Aroldis Garcia is going to have a seven in front of his salary again, just like this year. Except he's adding a zero. Garcia... Will have a one year deal or whatever deal is signed by the Rangers. They may offer him a long term deal, but his first year salary will be $7 million or more. That is the official wait to see. So it's the end of the Astros. Did an entire segment till 12 30 in the morning on CBS Sports HQ. If you want pre and post game analysis, lock it into CBS Sports HQ it's not the end of their dynasty they've got altuve for another year they have bregman for another year they have alvarez the fact of the matter is they lost dusty baker said it perfectly after the game we just got beat in baseball anyone can win a game it's why owners didn't like the single game wild card round They didn't want to play a postseason series where, hey, it's winner-take-all one game because if you have a bad start, remember Clayton Kershaw's start this postseason, Coca, that we talked about? He didn't make it out of the first inning. Gave up five or six runs to the Diamondbacks, actually. Sometimes it just happens. Having it happen in a game seven is bad. Dusty Baker takes the podium after the game and says very simply, we just got beat but every team in baseball wants to be us. And I loved that comment because for all the criticisms that we give Houston or that you give because you think they stole signs in 2017 when your team wasn't, you would trade place with the Astros in a New York minute. One ring, I'm just talking about the last four years. One ring, two World Series, four LCS. Uh, anybody want that? Everybody wants that. So the Houston Astros, you shouldn't feel sorry for them. This isn't the end because you can lose in the LCS as part of your dynasty, come back next year, make the LCS again for an eighth straight year, and the dynasty continues. So don't let people prematurely say it's the end. The only end from last night is Dusty Baker. Dusty Baker, who I credit in large part to having a World Series ring due to his mismanagement of the starting pitching when he managed the Cubs in 2003. He is still managing all these 20 years later, an unbelievable Hall of Fame career as a manager, got himself the ring that he so badly wanted last season, came back this season only to try to repeat. And the only thing that would have kept him for another season was repeating and going then for the three-peat. But the minute the Astros did not win, that was going to be it for him. And word started leaking out while he was on the podium that Dusty Baker is going to step away and retire. He will, and the Astros will be looking for another new manager, but it will not be a rebuild. It will be a manager taking over, ready to help them get back to where they were. So congratulations to the Texas Rangers. They start... The World Series on Friday night in Arlington. The team that lost the division on the last day to the Astros, the team that had to win the wild card round and then swept the Orioles, they are now hosting the World Series game one. Who are they playing? They are playing the Philadelphia Phillies, who beat the Arizona Diamondbacks in five games. You may not remember, crushed them, as I'd predicted. So the Phillies Rangers series is a battle of. Two great offenses. It will be exciting to watch Wheeler and Nola and Suarez. Their pitching is perfectly lined up, and they are excited and ready to go. Oh God, did I call him a Roldis Garcia? It's a Dolis. It's a Dolis Garcia. Did I really do that, Coca? Thank you. My way to see is a Dolis Garcia will make more than $7 million. Do you wanna wipe back everything I said? And do you want me to just start over with the congratulations to the Rangers? All right, I'll do that. Four, six, nine. Here we go. I had the Phillies beating the Diamondbacks in five games. And guess what tonight is? In case you didn't get my sarcasm, the Rangers don't know who they're playing. They can't get ready because we have another game seven tonight. Because the Phillies tried to eliminate the Diamondbacks yesterday in a game six the early game yesterday and guess what merrill kelly shoved it phillies lost 5-1 home at game six they hadn't lost at citizens bank all postseason the great offense of the philadelphia phillies disappeared because finally the diamondbacks said i have an idea how about if schwarber and harper don't beat us trey you want to beat us great jt fine alex great it ain't gonna be Kyle and it's not gonna be Bryce. The Diamondbacks got pitching, they got timely hitting from players that you better start paying attention to, and the Diamondbacks are doing something that no one thought was possible. They have a chance tonight to beat the Phillies four games to three. Major mia culpa, while all the analysts and all the fans and prognosticators, Phillies in four, Phillies in five, Diamondbacks are satisfied having beaten the Dodgers and the Brewers. My fault. I should have been the one to remind you that 20 years ago the Marlins won a World Series when everybody counted them out against the Cubs and against the Yankees. Oh, by the way, against the Giants, too. Even winning the Division Series, then the Cubs will beat you. Then beating the Cubs, oh, the Yankees will beat you. We went to the park every day and we didn't give a flying rats, tinkers, tuchus, what anybody was saying, because we knew that we were young, we didn't care, we were loose, zero pressure, and we were good. The Diamondbacks are that, and I refused to acknowledge it because I was so seduced by the lineup in Philly and by Wheeler and Nola This team is so good, there's no way the Diamondbacks have a chance. And what they've done is beaten the Phillies three out of four. Now, is there a time during the season when the Diamondbacks could beat any team three out of four times? Yeah. It's just really good timing that it was this time three out of four. And when you're down 0-2, you got to win four out of five. Well, they've done the three out of four, which means all the Diamondbacks have to do is win tonight. And they've got a rookie going. Oh, bad news. Can't win with a rookie. Can't even pronounce his name. Too many A's. It's Fott. Guess what? If you didn't watch game three of the Phillies Diamondbacks series, which was an unbelievable game, then you've never seen this guy pitch. Maybe you haven't seen Ranger Suarez pitch either. Ranger Suarez is not the Phillies' best pitcher, but he's the second best right below Wheeler. Outstanding. But Fott, he is the best Diamondbacks pitcher. Better than Gallon. Better than Kelly. Will he be able, as a rookie, to rise to the level, to the moment that Game 7 presents? He will pitch longer into the game than Christian Javier. He will pitch longer into the game than Max Scherzer, who was given a three-run lead last night and still only made two and two-thirds. It's like a double bullpen game. Everybody's available in a Game 7. You're going to see Zach Wheeler pitch tonight for the Phillies. You're going to see Zach Gallen pitch for the Diamondbacks. Those were the Game 1 starters, the Game 5 starters. They're available in a Game 7. You don't worry about lining up your pitching for Texas in the World Series. You worry about getting to the World Series. A Game 7 opportunity for the Diamondbacks. And the Phillies are huge favorites because no one's hurt. No one's heard of Marte. No one's heard of Christian Walker, Corbin Carroll, Rookie of the Year. Who are these guys? How about Marte is the longest hitting streak to start a postseason career of anyone ever? Tied with Marquise Grissom. He just hits. That's all he does. You have one more game of Schwarber, Harper, and Turner not getting hits, and the Phillies will lose. Will it be the biggest disappointment? Disappointment. If the Phillies do not win this series, there will be no consolation, none, in beating the Braves. No consolation in beating the Marlins. It will be a failed season for Rob Thompson. That's the crazy part about letting this go to seven is your one good outing away from an opposing team's pitcher to everything you've worked for since last October when the Astros beat them and all they wanted, as they've showed you, to put the ring on the finger and it goes up in smoke, losing four out of five at the wrong time to a team that is hungry and young and doesn't care. I cannot wait to watch this game seven tonight. It is going to be amazing. Now... Could Philadelphia? Of course they could. They could come out and put up an eight-burger in the first inning. The Diamondbacks are less likely to do that, but the Phillies could, and that would be it. They could pull a Texas. So here's my pick. I had the Phillies in five. That was my pick, and that's not gonna happen. And I was so stubborn that I went with the Astros yesterday in game seven, and I lost. I went with the Phillies beating the Diamondbacks in game six, and I lost. And normally, I would keep doing what I do, which is I had the Phillies winning, so the Phillies, I have to pick them in game seven. I had the Astros winning, I had to pick them in game seven. Guess what? My pick of the day, it's the Diamondbacks over the Phillies. The Diamondbacks are going to find a way to finish this off, to go into Philly and win game six and seven. The Diamondbacks are not favored. It is so amazing to think about celebrating on the road, and that's what is being said by Derek Hall, their team president. Tori Lovello, who is their manager. Mike Hazen, who's their general manager. Celebrating a pennant on the road. 20 years ago yesterday, I did it. Making the fans cry. Can you imagine the motivation of emptying Citizens Bank Park the way Minute Maid emptied with what the Rangers did to the Astros? Would that be a great feeling? Right now, the Diamondbacks are in their hotel room in Philadelphia, and they're sleeping, guaranteed every player on the roster is sleeping. When they get to the park today, Evan Longoria, who's a player who's now a veteran player on the Diamondbacks, he plays third base for them. Remember the superstar from the Tampa Bay Rays? He's now 38 years old, tail end of his career. There are certain players who you want to take charge of a clubhouse in a Game 7 situation. And for the Diamondbacks, it's Evan Longoria. And he is going to keep them loose. What he's going to say to them, it's what old people do. Like, I'm old, and I try to act young when I'm around young people and try to act cool. Because I'm not yet at the creepy uncle stage, but I'm getting damn close. Longoria still has the credibility to sort of be young and crazy, but he's got the respect in the clubhouse that he's the one who says, guys, screw them all. Let's keep going. Don't you let up. We are nine innings away from getting to the World Series. He'll give him the motivational speech. It's a great, great, great player to have on your team if you're the Diamondbacks. I'm excited. I love Game 7s. I do. I admit it. Meanwhile, what's funny in my mind is how far I've come. My childhood was all NBA. I wanted to be the point guard for the Knicks. I watched every game. Basketball was my life. I liked baseball fine, but didn't really follow it the way or care about it. I liked the New York Giants in football as well. Loved when they won the Super Bowl. It was great against Denver and against Buffalo. Yes, I'm aging myself. This is pre-Eli Manning the eve of the nba season it was always my favorite day of the year we're gonna take a break when we come back the nba starts tonight and there was a bit of news yesterday that really shook me to my core hang in there we'll be right back introducing royal caribbean's newest ship icon of the seas the ultimate family vacation Welcome back to Nothing Personal. It's David Sampson, Matthew Coco. We're live every morning, 8 a.m., Nothing Personal with David Sampson YouTube channel. And if you're listening, thank you for reviewing and subscribing. That stuff matters. And for visiting our store and our website where you can get all of our videos, everything. You can just go to davidsampsonpodcast.com and that's all things Nothing Personal. Great merch, great everything, I think. Let me know if you don't like the website or if you have problems. If you've had problems with an order, let me know, because I had someone call me with a problem, and it's the only one we've had, and there's so much merch that you're all wearing, and I appreciate it. If you had an issue with shipping or anything, just contact me on the website. You know I answer. You know I look, and if I don't, somebody will, I promise, but I try to see as much as I can. So the NBA opens tonight, and the biggest news should be the teams that are playing, The Denver Nuggets trying to repeat. LeBron James. And the biggest news yesterday was about Giannis out of Milwaukee. You know I love Milwaukee. I've made it clear. I wear Milwaukee on my sleeve. Born there. Family there my whole life. Greatest summers of my life in Eagle River, Wisconsin. I I went to college in Madison. I love Wisconsin. I love Milwaukee. For me to be critical of anything related to Milwaukee is hard but I owe it to you. What the hell is Giannis doing? Giving me agita, telling me that he's not gonna sign an extension. He needs the Bucks to prove it. Prove you wanna win. And I'm not talking about last year. I'm talking about three weeks ago. Three weeks. Hopefully I can have an offer. I can have a good season. The team can have a good season and win a championship. And everybody's happy and everybody's being taken care of next year and hopefully the offer's on the table and maybe i can take it and that was in response to him saying during the entire offseason, bringing negative attention to milwaukee show me show me that we're going to compete because i only care about championships i don't care about staying in milwaukee i care about championships and we all looked at Giannis and said oh my god we better trade for damon lillard we better figure out a way. We gotta find we want to make him happy. We don't want to lose Giannis, who's one turned ankle away from missing half the season all, every time he does the Euro step. But this is amazing. We gave him a title. He gave us a title. We love him. He's a legend. But it turns out he's not even loyal to us. Because he's not willing to sign an extension because we have to show more. What, you want more information? Do you want better directions how to get to Whitefish Bay? that's all I was thinking and then yesterday out of nowhere Giannis signs a new contract with the Bucks and I looked at the contract that was 186 million over three 62 million a year for three years and I said to myself hmm why would he do that they haven't played one game together the Milwaukee Bucks may stink they may have made the wrong decision to bring in Lillard and get rid of Holliday. They may have made the wrong decision to keep Lopez and Middleton. I thought we were supposed to wait because Giannis needed to be proven, but I guess they had a good training camp. And then I got the real information. Giannis signed this extension right now for one reason and one reason only. Because signing now gives him the opportunity to make the most money over the course of his career. Waiting till next year to sign gives you a ton, but not the max. Because by signing a three-year extension now, he can do another one in 2026, and then a four-year contract in 2028. There are rules in the NBA and the salary cap about whether a player, if a player's 38 years old in a contract, what it means to the contract, how long it can be. Forget all of the details and just hear me out on this. Giannis was full of it the whole time. He was always going to sign this year because that's the only way to guarantee that over the course of his career, he would make the last possible cent. Do I blame him? Of course not, but why not just say it? Why not acknowledge it? When your actions are going to prove what your words didn't, then you've wasted your words and lost credibility when it wasn't necessary. I would have tipped my cap to Giannis. This whole show is about business. It's just business. No, the show's not over. We got 14 minutes, but it's just business. It's not about whether or not they win championships or they prove that they want to win championships or they prove they're going to spend money in a league where there's a minimum and a cap. Oh, you better prove you go over the luxury tax threshold. Horzaki. All Giannis was doing was negotiating to make sure that he could get the max now so he's in a position to get the max again and then yet again. That's the biggest news is that it turns out that Giannis was simply disingenuous and that disappoints me a couple of other things we're focused on in the nba though let's go east to the city of brotherly love if the diamondbacks win tonight it'll be the city of brotherly disgust and then they've got their basketball team to be excited about their football team beat the dolphins that was good maybe favored to win the super bowl their basketball team is favored to win nothing Joel Embiid is the reigning MVP. James Harden's there for a full season of excitement, except where in the hell's James Harden? That guy. And I don't know him personally, so I'm not gonna say one thing about him personally, but as a teammate, he sucks. James Harden is not reporting because he doesn't like the team president. (laughs) Give me a break. If every player didn't like me, didn't play for us, We'd be fielding a t-ball team with eight-year-olds. No, they don't like me either. So we'd be fielding a team with 45-year-olds. As a matter of fact, we'd have to play three-on-three. No, I'm just kidding. Well, maybe not. James Harden has appeared in one practice and then disappeared again. Well, guess what? The regular season's starting and Harden's still not here. Maybe he was telling the truth. I told you that the preseason fines are one thing, but he's showing up for the regular season. He can start getting fined almost four hundred grand a day. The problem is that you can fight with the union and the owners. Because James Harden may show up and say, I'm ready to go for the regular season. And Philadelphia may say, you're not ready to go. You didn't practice. You didn't play in any preseason games. We're not. Keep making you active and we're finding you and James Harden gets to say that's not the CBA I am here and I am physically ready to perform. You don't want to play me. That's your own problem. Sit me Don't dress me. No problem, but you better pay me Philadelphia has a problem Daryl Morey has a problem What I would do if I'm Daryl Morey I Want James Harden in sweatpants. I want him on the end of the bench I don't want to play him. I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to see him. You're not lowering his trade value. And frankly, having Harden on the roster is not helping your team win. He's not the MVP player that he was all those years ago. He is a waste of space, oxygen, and money. And if you want to see what happens, whether one player can tank a team, James Harden can take this entire Sixers team down. You can't let him. They've got to put baby in the corner. We'll see what happens. I'm also focused this season on LeBron James. Do you know he's the sixth player in league history to play a 21st season? Can you name the other players? Because I tried before the show started. I thought Udonis Haslam, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I got it wrong. Six players to play into their 21st season. Let me see if I can do it from memory, Coca. See if the synapses are still firing. Kevin Willis, Jamal Crawford. No, he's 20 games. Kevin Garnett, Kevin Willis, Robert Parrish. That's three. LeBron James is four. And I can't remember the other two. It's not bad. Four to six ain't bad. That's two out of three. Who are the others? Coca? Dirk Nowitzki. Damn it. Oh, and the number one guy who I totally forgot. Would you have guessed this? The player who played the longest in NBA history, Vince Carter. So the question is, what does LeBron have left in the tank? And the answer is, Father Time is undefeated. LeBron James is playing at 39. I grant you at 38 last year, he had a phenomenal season. It will catch up with him at some point. There's that load management rule, which is you've got to play 65 games or more to be eligible to win MVP. I do not think that LeBron James will be eligible to win MVP. He wants to play 82. He actually said his goal is to play 82, but that's always LeBron's goal. I believe that LeBron James will play under 65 games and that the Lakers will not be at all what they were hoping to be and that winning time season four is in grave danger. A couple other things I'm focused on for the NBA as you start watching games, opening tip-off. There's two games tonight. We're going to actually have our pick. We're going to pick one of those games. John Morant is missing the first 25 games. The Grizzlies are favored to win their division, but remember, he's still suspended over all that immature gunplay. So forget about John Morant, and that really does hurt the Grizzlies this season. Dallas. Coming off a World Series appearance for the baseball team, Mark Cuban wants to get some attention back on his basketball team, and he's got Kyrie Irving. Not a lot of talk about Kyrie Irving. Playing a full season with Luka. How's that partnership going to be? Because last year, when they got Kyrie Irving at the deadline, Mark Cuban refused to acknowledge it was a mistake. They were terrible together. And then Mark Cuban doubled down because he's so cocky, he can't be known to you as making a mistake or a bad signing or a bad trade so what does he do he gives Kyrie a free agent contract the Dallas Mavericks will rue the day that they decided to pair Luka and Kyrie you'll watch that happen this season and maybe the most exciting thing about this upcoming season is a player who was talked about before the draft Victor Wembanyama. have you seen some videos of this guy He's about seven foot 10. He has the wingspan of Bigfoot. He has the touch of Curry, the ball handling skills of Magic. He is the next GOAT. How about that as some pressure going into your rookie season? How about playing a few preseason games and everyone saying, My God, there's never been anything like this. There never will be anything like this again. Don't ever say that in a sports debate because there's always someone else. There's always next. Except Jordan's the GOAT. So what the Spurs do, how Victor plays, you will be watching. If there's no other team you want to watch, you're going to watch Victor Wembayama one time this year. And the NBA knows that. So look for the Spurs to have plenty of attention as Victor has a rookie year that could be historic. So let me give you some predictions because we did that before the baseball season, and we're gonna do that before the basketball season. And I'm gonna do them in the form of not wait to see's just predictions. Wait to see's are the following though. Not about teams, about people. LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard play fewer than 65 games. Wait to see, that's official. On the other hand, The defending champion, Nuggets, and their center, Jokic, and Luka Doncic of the Mavericks. They will both play more than 65 games. Now, you're going to say that's a weird way to see because of injury history for Luka, for Nikola. But there's something about defending your title. You want to be out there, and Jokic wants to win the MVP. And he got to play 65 games to win it. He thought Embiid robbed him last year. He wants to win it again, and he's going to win it again. When you are Luka, you're getting deep into your career, and you haven't done anything yet. You got to stay on the court and try to find a way to make it work with the Mavericks. So those are my official wait to see. We've got Garcia making more than 7000000 million. We've got LeBron and Kawhi below 65 games. And we've got Jokic and Doncic above. All right, predictions. Did you see the Boston Celtics and what they did? They got Perzingis, They got Drew Holiday. They matched him with Tatum and Brown. And the question is, are they better than the Heat? Can they make it back to the finals? The answer is yes. The Boston Celtics will win the Eastern Conference and will face off with the Denver Nuggets who will find a way to get out of the West when people are picking the Suns, some people picking the Lakers. Clippers? Come on now. Celtics over Nuggets with Jokic as the MVP of the league. All right, picks of the day. We're going to end the show talking about some stuff that's happening because we got a game seven to deal with. What do I think is actually going to happen? I told you, Diamondbacks over Phillies. But I'm also going to be watching the NBA. The Lakers are in Denver. When you win a championship, the first game It's amazing. You get to raise your banner. The crowd is so exciting and you get to relive. You look at videos. We cut videos of the last season of the playoffs of the championship run. You may even get your rings night one or sometimes you split it up. I like splitting it up because you get two big crowds. Raise the banner one day, do the rings one day. But maybe the Nuggets get their rings today. The thing is when you're looking back on something, you lose the edge You lose the desire, and you are subject to get your butts beaten. I went to a few heat games when they raised some banners, and I remember clear as day. And this may be just bad memory, Coca, but I remember clear as day, the heat getting blown out on those opening nights, and how the fans didn't even care because they saw the banner and they were actually wallowing in the success that was the last season. For whatever reason, the Nuggets are only favored by five points over the Lakers. While the Lakers are supposed to be fine, the Nuggets are obviously supposed to be better. It seems like a trap. How do you not take the Nuggets until you remember it's opening night and the Nuggets are doing some banner raising? I'm going with the Lakers and a fresh LeBron over the Nuggets reminiscing Nuggets, Lakers plus five versus the Nuggets. Those are my two picks. So tomorrow we will have full coverage of tonight's game seven. We will know who's gonna be in the World Series. We will talk about, I didn't do a movie review. This is a live show and we're live, it's 8.44. There's only one minute left. And I completely skipped over our movie I watch a movie every day, I review a movie every day. Coco, what do you want me to do? I don't know how I just skipped that. We went right into the NBA preview and then we went right into what the predictions were. Do you want me to save it for tomorrow or do we go late today? Oh, you want me to predict that the rookie of the year is Victor Wembanyama because I didn't officially say that. Okay, what else did I miss? So I have a list of things that I wanna do but then I just start talking And that's what the show is the stream of consciousness and coke is yelling in my ear to say stuff that i was supposed to say for predictions and picks and wait to seize and then i didn't do a movie review is this the first time in 917 episodes all right we'll be back tomorrow it's just business this is nothing personal